What is the first steps of building an agency? How many headaches per dollar earned are we dealing with with this client? The more headaches per dollar earned, the less I want to talk to that client. You got to take on quality people because clients, what happens is they come, they pay you money. They're a headache 60, 90 days in. You don't even want to work with them anymore. They don't want to work with you anymore. It's this giant disaster. It has to work or it has to work. Welcome to an episode of Circle of Greatness. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis. And today I bring you another GOAT, right? Um, this amazing brother. We met an event, man, agency owner, all around amazing entrepreneur, all around amazing husband, and all around dope guy. So he's about to come drop some gems on y'all. Without further ado, my brother, Eddie Maloof. What up, my guy? What's up, man? Thanks for the intro. Appreciate yeah. you having me. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. So listen, this episode, so what we talk about on our podcast, I, I essentially treat this like a masterclass. I want people to be able to leave here with strategies and gems to help them get to the next level. On your social, all you do is drop bombs. Anytime we talk, all you do is just drop so many gems on people. Like you came to my mastermind and you literally, you blew everybody's mind. So we're about to do that on the podcast. So let's go, baby. Man, so you got an agency for media. Um, bro, what are y'all spending right now monthly on ads? Probably like 15 mil total. 15 million a month. Yeah. It's not our money, <laughs> but I'm saying you're managing 15 million a month of ad spend. Like I see people that are managing three, four. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. 15 million. Like yeah. you have one of the top agencies in the world, bro. And I want to talk about, we've been talking about me building out my agency. Like we, we somewhat got an agency, but I want to make it like legit. Like I want to really build it out. And I pretty much want you to coach me through that. So to build a $15 million agency, 15 million in just revenue a month that's being spent. I know that mean, you know, y'all probably generating- Almost a billion right now. Yeah, a year annually. Yeah, yeah. Wow, for, for your clients, which yeah. is huge. Yeah. So I wanna talk about like, man, how do I build an agency? So step one, like what is the first steps of building an agency, man? Uh, I mean, first steps, which you've kind of already solved is getting the clientele, obviously, right? That's gotta be step number one. and. Um, Here's here's how I build my agencies, which is why we're able to grow. And, and I'm sorry before, give me a little backstory. I know we get in it, but how did you even get into the agency game? Like, just give me a little bit of that as well. Yeah, long story short, um, I started learning Facebook ads in 2014, yep. 13, 14, before like anyone even knew what a Facebook ad was. There yep. wasn't a video online. There wasn't like Facebook ads, anything. Yeah. Uh, started doing it for uh, my family. They had small businesses like birthday party centers, you know, event space yep, stuff. Yep. Um, so they had event space stuff. I basically ran ads for them, like quadrupled the business essentially. Uh, and I was like, yo, this is, this is crazy. Cause I, I was really good at sales. Uh, but I was like, yo, if I could sell online without having to like meet face to face with people and just sell to thousands of people at once through marketing, this is probably a way better business. So I got into that. I started doing it for other people, uh, seeing a lot of success. Uh, and then eventually in 2020, I was like, you know what, dude, let me just like, I want to build a company. You know, I, I was cool with like, cool. I'm making money for myself. I'm working from my house. I don't need to do anything. Digital marketing, you know, the dream that everyone sells, yeah. I can travel, I can do anything. Uh, but it just, uh, I kind of lost like fulfillment. I was like, this is like kind of easy. Yeah. So I wanted to like do something bigger and that's why I started building the agency. So from 2020 till today, uh, we have 120 employees now. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, we probably hired like 300, but, wow. you know, we're left with 120 of the best right now. And you got um, how many in office and how many online? Mm, maybe like 30 in office yep. and 90 online. Okay. So another like 
30 to 40, probably 40 at this point uh, in the U.S., another like five in Canada, and then the rest are spread out, South America, Europe, Dubai, Lebanon. And I know you even got a formula because for hiring specific people, I know one of your other companies is y'all hire you know, high level executives for people like me, like because you understand what we need. You understand the type of CFO that I need. You understand the type of CMO that I need. So um, I guess you're also using those strategies to find top talent, I guess. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So we basically uh, opened up our own uh, recruiting company just because we were hiring so many people. Yeah. Uh, like last month we hired 14 people. Um, that, that's a lot. Like it sounds easy. Yeah. But if you want to hire like 14 really good people, it takes so many applications, so many interviews, so many, so much testing, so many personality quizzes. Like, there's so many levels of of doing that to get to the 14 that you want. Yeah. Um. So we just built our own recruiting company. So uh, we have a team of three now that runs that. They basically do recruiting for other companies like yours, like mine, other agencies who are my yeah. group. Yeah. Um. But we kind of had to like have someone whose only job is to like recruit really high level people. What are some critical things? Because as we talk about building an agency, you can't build an agency without a team, right? Unless you're a solopreneur. So what are some some absolutely critical things you must do in hiring? I know you talk, I know you got a whole team that does it, but I know I know you just said personality tests. I don't know if there's a culture fit. Is there like a few key things that people should look for and then maybe a couple red flags when hiring yeah so number one um look when, when you first start an agency if you don't have any money if you don't have anything you gotta hire on potential you gotta hire on like dude this dude doesn't know everything but he's got enough knowledge and he can come in and i can teach him up a little bit more and he's affordable so like that's how you want to hire when you start as you start having money as you start having income coming in money saved up uh, you only want to hire people based on experience, not potential. Like, I don't even care. I, I, I'm telling you, we have hundreds of people every month who are like, hey, let me intern for free. I'll work for free. I'll do this for free. I'll, we have to turn them all away because at the end of the day, we're at the point where like, if you're not coming in already an expert at whatever it is that I'm hiring you for, it takes so much money and time to get you there. And it's just a high risk. Um, and honestly, dude, as a business owner, you start becoming so involved because those people have so much shortcomings. Yeah. Whereas now, dude, I'll, I'll go recruit like head of paid ads at another big company or CMO at this company, whatever it is, I'll just bring them in and pay them more and give them a better bonus structure and better upside. Yeah. Um, and my last few like high level hires, I have not, I, I mean, I barely talk to these guys and they are moving along. They're handling some of our biggest accounts. I trust them with everything. They consult with me. I'm basically like a consultant to them at this point. Hey, Eddie, what would you do in this scenario? Oh, I do this, 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 try this, run this ad here, do this. Great. And then it's taken care of. Whereas I used to be like every day I have to meet for three hours with them. I have to fix this in this ad account. I have to fix this in this email, this language. So hire the best from the start. What if you don't got the money or the budget yet? Like, hey, Eddie, I need, I need to start. I need 150K for this position, but we got 75, 80K. Yeah. Right? What do I, what do we do? Yeah. So there's two ways to do that. One, you can take that person, bring them in and give them like a really sick profit share incentive, something on the back end. Uh, I'll tell you, I used to recruit some of the most talented people, even when I didn't have money because I sold them on the vision, Yeah. where we're going, the kind of clients we're trying to work with, uh, what kind of budgets we'll end up having, how that will benefit them directly. You know, you're going to have a profit share over this number you're going to have this, you're going to work with this client, here's the roadmap, and helping them understand. A lot of people who are A players, they just want to be 
involved more. It's, it, sometimes it's not about the money. And, and a lot of times you'll realize like A players will rather have a higher ceiling and a lower floor mm. and be able to have more say and more freedom to do the things that they want to do. Uh, so selling them on the vision is number one. Number two, probably the most important is um, making your own education system. So like mm. we have our program called Brilliant Marketers. I made that from start to finish. I can. I used to just take people who had potential. They don't know anything about marketing. Make them watch my program. Get really good at marketing. Watch that thing for a whole month, two, three times, and then be able to plug them into accounts and they know everything that they need to do. So mm. being able to just spend like a whole week outlining everything you want someone to learn, teaching them it on Loom videos, whatever it is, and putting it in a course for them to watch every time you onboard them is probably the best way to shortcut and get someone for you know, three, 4K a month yeah. and take them to like a 10, 12K a month skill set in a month. I like that. I like that. Let me ask you, when you're doing, how long is that training that you just talked about that you get your brilliant marketer? How, how pretty, long? pretty extensive, like 40 to 60 hours. Okay, so in week one, they need to, your first, your first training in that first week, you need to consume that and do that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. and by week two, you're basically like, shadowing the people who are actually working on the accounts and understanding what they're doing but you've already watched a program to have a context of what it is that they're doing and how they how they can do it got it so next let me talk about lean so building this agency out what i would like to know is you know we partner with different influencers right how many people are you putting on this account so are do we got a project manager in place do we got the person that run the ads do we got we are trying to make sure we are over delivering and over communicating then under, but I want to make sure I don't, I don't want to put too many people in there. So how many, when we're building out accounts, in my case, we're bringing on a partner, right? Where we're doing our entire educational build out for them. Right. And we got a system that works now, but I want to make it better. Are we, how many people are you putting on these type of accounts? Yeah. So uh, it depends on the service, right? We have yeah. like super cheap services and then we have like, yeah. Our high-end stuff. So our high-end stuff is probably the stuff that you would go after yeah. Yeah. Uh, with your model. So I break everyone into pods. So each pod is basically one team. Yeah. It makes it way easier to manage. And uh, here's pretty much how it is. So there's a head strategist. Mm -hmm. This is usually the dude that I go head hunt. So uh, all my strategists right now, uh, I have for, for info products, I have four. All of them I've personally head hunted myself. So like, Info products, you got four. I got four strategists. So four, four, okay. four full teams of yeah. like... Mm -hmm. eight to 10 people. I'll walk you through what's in there. But yeah. this is the most important role because this is the guy who I can go to other companies. He's scaled this offer to 10 million a year. He's scaled this offer to 20, whatever it is. I'll go headhunt him, bring him here, give him a percent of profit share of all the clients he manages. And then he's basically the head of the team. Then under him is essentially an assistant project manager. Mm -hmm. So project manager's job is to basically go out and y'all, y'all see, I'm taking real live notes right now. <laughs> Head strategy, project manager. Yeah. So project manager basically does all the note taking. He does all the assignments on tasks. He's making sure the team is doing what the strategist told them to do, essentially. And your project, what project management software y'all use? Uh, we use ClickUp right now. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, but they're honestly they're all the same, so yeah. it doesn't matter as long as you use. Heard ClickUp the best though. I heard it's pretty. Uh, we're using we're using Monday. I was thinking about going over to ClickUp. Uh, it's not really worth moving over. Okay. Yeah, I have my team. Like fifty percent of them are like, take us back to Monday, and fifty percent of them are like, I like ClickUp. So got it. okay, it's all, it's got all it. the same okay. as long as you're organized on it. Mm -hmm. So those are the two guys that are basically running most communications. And then under them, there's teams of like two to three. So for example, they'll have a creative director whose job is to like make sure we're creating really good content for the ads, for the organic, whatever it is. And then they have their editors and graphic designers under them. And then we have a head of email. 
So his job is everything email marketing for these clients. And then he's got copywriters underneath him that help him write the copy so he doesn't have to write it for everyone. Yeah. And then we have the ad side. So we have a head of paid ads on that team. And then under them, they have a Google and then a Facebook media buyer that essentially each one's in charge of that platform. Let me ask you just so I'm not missing it. So one group, meaning I come, I'm become one of your clients. For me, my account, head strategist, project manager, creative director, then head of email that, so essentially what I'm trying to do is we got the four or five heads and then they all got their people under them as yeah. well. Okay. So the strategist mainly should be talking to the heads. Yeah. To his, you know, three, mm -hmm. four heads underneath him. And then they talk to- In the three, four heads, we got our project manager. Is the creative director a head? Yeah. Okay. Creative director, uh, email, and then we got ads. And then we have one more, which is head of copy. All right, cool. Just copy. So he does, he works with the funnel team. He works with the So that's different team. from head of email now. Oh, yeah. Right. Email's job is only email and SMS marketing. Like, okay. how are we going to send the best campaigns? How are we going to plan these promotions ahead of time? All that good stuff. So that whole team in my company only manages four to five clients. Got it. So it ends up being like two to three team members per client on average. Um, so two my to three team members. So this, this setup that we're talking about this is only for me or can they do two, three clients? That's what I'm saying. They'll do, they'll do like four max five clients. Perfect. Got it. But four clients. But that that just for reference, the payroll of that team is probably a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Per month. Yeah, per yeah, month. Yeah. So like I have to have four or five clients to be able to yeah make it make make sense. it make sense. Yeah. But what most agencies do, and this is the problem, most agencies will have a team half that size for 15 clients. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bro, you know you know my issue that I had with agencies, bro, and I talked to you about it. A agency's job, really most of agencies is is like only to make more money. I mean, I mean that's business. You yeah, should make more. But the idea is that most of the agencies I work with has been trash because their goal is to just keep getting more clients. So, an agency, most agencies make money by volume. So, oh, if I'm paying $3,000 a month, right? I'm just let me go get 10 people to give me that's how I get to my 30 and then we get another. So, now what happens is the attention and the detail that you once were giving me ends Diluted. up Gone. Yeah. So this is why they they haven't worked, right? And this is probably why you take a lot of people's clients because you're literally giving somebody a solid team and making sure that attention is important. Yeah, look, uh, our agency, we make our... So basically, I break even on retainers. Yeah. Maybe make some money. Yeah. I make all my money on profit shares. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so that's why. So like it allows me... So if someone pays me, example, $20,000 a month and I take four of these guys that pay me twenty. 80K a month, right? I'll build the sickest team for 100K a month. Yeah. I'll lose 20 grand a month. Yeah. Totally cool. But if they're giving me 30% of the upside, so whatever baseline they're at, anything more than that in profit will take 30%, then it's worth it because I can bonus that 30%. I can give a percent of that to my team as well. So now I'm getting the best guys from everywhere to come work for me because they're getting a percent of all these other guys' offers and I have the best guys on their account. So like, I don't need to have a ton of clients. I just need to have... 20 amazing clients, even if I have 60, 70 employees to support those 20 amazing clients, that's all I need. Cause I'm, I'm going for the ceiling. I'm not trying to like play safe. How many retainers can we get? How many people, how, how much margin can we keep? I don't care. I'm just like break even on staff, 
and make as much money as possible for the client because the cut's going to come back to us. Yeah. So my model is just different. And similar to my, I don't, I don't want retainers. Like everything, I mean, I want retainers, but I only want to do profit sharing. Yeah. It's, it only makes sense for me. Like yeah. for me to, so sometimes I do get a red flag when they're like, yo, it's, it's 3K a month and that's it. I'm like, what? What's your incentive for you to actually go hustle? You know what I mean? So, but maybe their model is let me just go get 20, 30 clients. But even 3K a month, bro, like do the math. Here's what I always tell people. Like if you're paying a company 3K a month and they hire talented people to work on your account, let's say it takes three people total. A talented person is six to 8K average, let's say. Cool. Uh, let's call it 8K. So 20, 20 to 25K a month, right? For three people. How many accounts do they need to manage to break even? They need like eight. Then to make a profit, they need another eight. So these three people have to manage 16 accounts yeah. at 3K a month for it to even make minuscule sense for the business to run. Yeah. When you pay someone that low, usually that's the quality you're going to get back. And, you know, dude, I started at one point charging 1500 bucks, 2K a month for my retainers. This was like eight, nine years ago at this point. But... I was doing all the work myself. You know what I mean? I was just doing it myself. And then at some point I had to start hiring people and we start, had to start increasing prices because I couldn't hire people who were talented enough because I was charging too little. And it's just like this giant game you play. So you either have to charge a lot and have really good talent or charge a little bit and have like VAs who run the operation and not really talented people thinking and strategizing for you. You know, mm. that's the problem with this game. That's good. That's good. And I'm happy you said that because I've been I've been really wanting to build out this team to make it the best team possible. But when you you gave me a little anxiety when you said 120 employees. I don't want 100. <laughs> I know you don't. Like I want to lean. You want 20 Navy SEALs? Is that? Okay. I want 20 Navy SEALs, <laughs> <Okay>. dog. <laughs> uh, you speak my love language, bro. You know me so well. But yeah, that's really what I want because I'm I'm looking for 10 partners right now. Yeah. My goal is very simple, and, and maybe you could give me this strategy. My goal is 10 clients. We all do a minimum. We help every client make a minimum of 10 million a year. That's 100 million. And we are and we do profit sharing, whatever yeah. that whatever take that is. 50% of that. Minimum. Yep. And hopefully our margins are at least 50%. Mm -hmm. You know, gross. I mean, we'll do a hundred million a year annually with partners. And that's kind of what I with a lean team. So for me to do that based on these numbers, I probably need two sets of this team. Yeah, you only sounds need like. two sets of this team. So that's about 20 people. Yep, that's it. 200K a month Yeah. plus some bonuses. 2.5 mil a year, yeah. you generate 100 mil, 50% yeah. profit. That means yeah. you're keeping 25 mil for yourself. Yeah. I think we just, we just read, this is the, form. how do I, what, what are the steps to build this? Bro? <laughs> now, how do you find the talent? Like I got, I got a couple fire partners right now. Yeah. Like trying to build, like, how are you identifying who are great partners for this to make sense for you? How are you vetting them? You know what I mean? Cause this yeah. isn't for, you don't do this for everybody. You're very particular with the clients that, that you work with because everybody won't make the cut. What are you doing? Because I've learned for me, 
Wait, 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 wait. KFS family, huge announcement. The journals you have all been waiting for are officially here. Yeah, that's right. You heard it right. The first edition, Know For Sure journals are available right now on our website. So head over to theknowforsure.com and grab yours today. Y'all, these KFS journals are a study guide to help you maneuver through each episode. Journal your thoughts and feelings while listening and reflecting on what you heard so you can actually retain it and apply it to your life. There are also motivational quotes throughout the journal to keep you motivated. Plus, each journal comes with a custom pouch and a know for sure ink pen. We are already almost sold out, so thank you guys who already bought your journals. But you, if you do not have it, go grab it right now on the knowforsure.com. Get your journal while they still last. We love you guys, and when you get it in the mail, make sure you post and tag us. Let's heal and journal together. All right, you guys, back to the show. And maybe I just haven't been the best picker, but I got to maybe potentially go through 10 clients to get two where I'm like, oh, we we got something here. Yeah, yeah. And also for me, just to be transparent, like sometimes us working together, meaning like us talking like, man, let's figure this out. And then when we start working, the working relationship isn't that great, meaning. Why is that? Well, well, just say like Eddie, like bro, let's let's go make this work. And you like, man, it appears you got work. I think it appears you got. But then when we start, you're not holding up to your end of the bargain. Meaning you don't, you aren't you aren't grinding. You're not willing to give me the Grind assets that, that I yeah. need in order for this to be successful. And I'm like, it sounds good when we talked about it, but then when we actually went to work, it wasn't good. So I don't know if you ever go through that. Um, all the time, bro. Okay. I, I just want to make sure I'm like, am I like, no, nah, no, nah, all the time. Me? And you think like if someone's giving you 20 grand a month that they'd actually send you the stuff that they need to send you so you can make money. Yeah. But it happens, bro. Sometimes, okay. you know, in anything, you know, you, you can vet anyone as much as you want. You can look at how sick their content is, all the stuff they're doing. They can sign a contract committing that I'm going to send you content every week. Yeah. And then you get to it and, you know, you realize how unorganized a lot of people are. So, okay. It's not really something that you can change. What I do uh, to, so I have a lot of deal flow, honestly. Uh, and I probably turn away like for for this product out of people who can actually pay us and are like, hey, I want to pay you 20K plus 30%. Uh, I'll probably turn away 19 out of 20. Yeah. Um, just because yeah. like I told you, like all my money is coming on the 30%. Yeah. So like just because you can pay me 20K doesn't mean I want you. You know what uh, I mean? Because I'm- Because I want to make money. The yeah. 20K covers the- I'm, I'm paying it to the team anyways. Like, I'm not mm. making any of that 20K right mm. now, you know? So, like, I only want ceiling. Yeah. You know, I want people who either have a good offer, and I know I can pump more revenue into that offer, number one. Or number two, uh, they have a skill that they're making money from. They're really good at making content, and I can take care of everything else. Yeah. Like, it has to be one of the two. Like, if you don't have a lot of content, all the stuff, you need to have a really good offer that I know works, that if I send more ads to, if I write more emails for, et cetera, uh, that I can fill a gap and just pump a lot more revenue into it. And on the other hand, if you don't have that stuff, I'll build it all for you. But you got to be able to get on camera as often as I need you to, to be able to pump out that content that I need. And some people just aren't willing to do that, even though the money's there for it. Yeah. And you said something key, just because I want to understand your criteria. It sounds like you don't go off of potential. Some of my clients or, or potential partners, I'm like, man, 
they got work ethic. I'm checking them out. Like I do a few. I analyze clients a certain way, engagement, several yeah. different things that they got going on for me to really see. You it see how they're moving set. online. How they moving online. Are they consistent? Certain things. But sometimes they just don't have an offer. So we come build an offer from scratch. So you don't really, you don't like that model. They need to already be running great offer already and you just plug in to that already? No, no. Like I was saying, so like they either have a good offer. If they don't have a good offer, they need to be consistent with content and i need to think okay. their content is good like okay i know whose content is good and who's not got it and got it. uh I'll, I'll see clients sometimes and they'll be like dude look i'm shooting all these videos and in my head i'm like there's no way we're running these as ads and people are gonna buy it's okay. just like I, you're not good on camera like okay. I'll, I'll take you as an example right you're phenomenal on camera you can talk you bring swag you bring energy you bring inspiration like if you had no offer, yeah. I would gladly come in and be like, yo, we'll build something. Let's set up tier one, tier two, tier three offer. Yeah. Cool. Neo, I need you to shoot this, 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 this. Yeah. And I can run the whole play. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, like even Pace, that's a big one. Yeah. Like Pace a goat too, man. Yeah, but but he didn't have an offer. Yeah. We we made the offer with Pace. Crazy. And now that offer runs. You know yeah. what I mean? And now we have three, four, five different offers that are running. Yeah. But we we basically made it wasn't just us. It was us with Pace, right? How did you find Pace, by the way? Uh, mastermind. I met his business partner. We ended up having J a lot of... Jamel or... J uh, no. no. Uh, Jim That's a different business partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're That's not actually business partners. Stuff. They're just uh, close friends. Close friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like best friends. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy was also one of my clients. Yeah. Um, Cody Barton is his business partner. Okay. We basically met on a yacht at a mastermind, which is why I always tell people like... Bro, where we meet? Where did we meet, bro? I'm trying to think, remember. man. Pretty sure some sort of mastermind. Yeah, it was. It was. And it wasn't in Atlanta. That's for sure. Oh, I remember where we met, bro. We met at Becker's Mastermind. Becker's bro. Mastermind. That's what it was. Damn, Our room you see was like that? 19 we, killers, dude. Yeah, we paid 20K to get in that room for just two days. Two days. Yo, barely, you know the, barely two days. Barely two days. <laughs> I'm talking about that room offered no food. No, <laughs> Nothing. Not even a bag <laughs> this of This is the wild, wild west, bro. <laughs> but I mean, I met you and this is going to be a lifelong yeah, friendship. I appreciate relationship. that. So, that room was stacked, honestly. It was, it was a lot of good people. Bro, people don't get like, you're like, they, they, and I don't want to go off t subject, but when I'm telling people to invest in masterminds, they think I'm saying, I'm not saying invest in mine. Every significant relationship that I have in business, I met them in a room like the room we was in. Yeah. Every every significant relationship I had, bro. Same and I here. made mil I'll make millions of dollars with you in the future somehow, some way. Yeah. Even if we never made money together, we're we're friends. Just the info we're, we're sharing, just the connections we're sharing. Bro, people don't I be trying to I be literally trying to beat in people. Yo, go and you don't gotta be 20k. Go start with a thousand. Start yeah. with five. Like start with where you're at. But if you are not taking your money to go get in rooms, how will you even grow? Yeah, I agree with you. I'll, I'll tell you, I spend probably 400k a year on masterminds. It's powerful. Easy. It's probably one of your best spends. Oh, best spends, best relationships, um, best everything, dude. And and we make millions of dollars between each other. Yeah. And here's the other critical thing: you don't gotta go in their room and convince. If I say, "Yo, Eddie, the truth, go work with him," it's not a. It's not a. They're not questioning that now yeah. because it's coming from somebody uh, who they know, like, and trust. And they also spent this money to be in this room. Exactly. It's, it's critical, bro. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to really, I wanted to really hone on that because I don't want people to miss, like, how important. Dude, I try to ingrain this in ever. I At this point, I send my team to events. Yeah. So, like, we have events right now, like, uh, Triple Whale, big e-com software is hosting an event. We're, like, one of the top partners. They asked me to come out. I was like, I can't, but I'm sending these three people go out. We just yeah. had an event in LA 
sent two of my team members there. Like now that I have team members, I'm trying to maximize that. Like I believe so much in these events that I'm not only paying for myself, I'm paying for my leaders and my team members to go and yeah. learn and to meet other people and to network and to create those connections because there's only so many I can go to. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's powerful. Bro, I think you gave me my my hundred million dollar formula. Like I think I got because I've been it's been a team. I'm not really a I'm not a manager. I'm just that's not really my thing. So now that we have that team, who manages that? Or do you man who who's above the strategist or do the strategists the strategists are like the highest level. Okay. Perfect. So the only person above them is me. Got it. I'm talking directly to my strategist. Yeah. Um, Which is like a COO. Similar? Uh, who, me? No, I mean, with the strategist. your strategist almost, because they're let's, operating. Let's call everything. them like mini CMOs. CMO. Of each, like, of each pod of clients, got right? It. They're essentially the CMO. And then the project manager is more like the operation side. He's like making sure tasks are getting done, following up with clients if they're not sending videos, if they're not sending copy, if they're not approving things. He's making sure the the pieces move. And then the strategist is like, you would be like a sixth strategist, right? Like you and I can sit down, look at someone's business and be like, we should do this. We should sell this. We should do this here. And we should do that there. And then team executes, funnel builder builds, you know, copy guy writes copy and then they put it all together. So I don't really need to manage the strategist because they're compensated extremely well. Uh, they have a six figure salary. Plus they get a, a significant percentage of the percentage we bill clients. Yeah. So when I bill clients, you know, for their pod, let's say I bill their pod 500K for that month for the 30% profit share, they get a percent of that for themselves as well. So like they want to show up, they they need to be self uh self-managed. Like I'm higher, I'm paying that price so that I don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just gotta pay that price. And if that price is only based on other people paying me that money. It's kind of like low risk. You know what I mean? Like I'll pay them a six figure salary. That's my risk. All the bonus that they're making is, is they only make it if I make it. Right. You know what I mean? So only if our company do we bill, then do they get that money? So they have a really high ceiling. They make a ton of money. They make more than, you know, more than surgeons and doctors make and high end lawyers who have law firms make. Uh, and they don't have the stress of like managing finances, managing hiring, managing this entire company. They're just like, I, I need a new media buyer for YouTube. Great. Send it to the recruiting team. Type out this form. Yeah. A week later, they have applicants and they can kind of go through them and pick which ones they want. So mm, it's good. easy. It's like an entrepreneur instead of an entrepreneur inside of a business. Is it is it a way to build what you're talking about also using agencies? Can I use a copywriter agency to do all the copy? Can yeah, 100%. I use, or, or do these all need to be 100% only work for me? That's I like work for me. I, I do. I do too. Yeah. That's my, it's just my thing. I, I hate contractors because like what obligation it, it's kind of weird. It's like, they're really talented. They're really skilled, but like if the dude doesn't show up all week, what can I really like, it's hard for me to chase him down and get him to do that. He technically doesn't work for me. He's just doing this work. And then I fire him and I have to go find someone else. Whereas if it's someone in house, like, they're using our systems, they're using our processes. If he pisses off for an entire week or he's sick for an entire week, I have all his documents and folders. I have everything inside of ClickUp. Yeah. My team can just literally go and like plug into him and just have everything that he was working on and finish it for me. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of hard. I'd rather take on that risk. And I'm in a financial position too at this point. I'd spend, like last month we spent like 600K on payroll almost. Yeah. Like that's a lot of money. You know what I mean? Not contractors, just like, 
in-house people. Yeah. Uh, because I like that. I want, I want, I want it to be my team and my culture and how we show up and what our core values are and in the discord all day. Like we use discord. I can jump in it like on the way here. I was just jumping into teammates offices, strategists. Hey, what's going on this week? Do you need anything from me? Boom, boom, boom. In seconds, I talk to like all my leaders in seconds. I don't have to call anyone. I don't have to slack anyone. I just boom, 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 boom. In discord. In That's discord. how you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So like, Discord is like our voice office and Slack's like our text office. Yeah. So like everyone's voice meaning audio. audio. Yeah. Like right now I could open Discord. I could like go to any team member in my entire company and talk to them in a second. Like I'll jump right in their office. Hey, Eddie, what's up? Right away. Okay. So walk me through this, what I need. So we got Discord now for audio, Slack, what we're already using for team communication. ClickUp is the project management software. What's other, any critical softwares to build? Just Google Drive. Google Drive, everything yeah, else. That's it. All right, so we already built the team out now. We we know the softwares that we're using. I want to mention meetings. So when we're dealing with these clients, are you having a meeting weekly with a pace? Are you or or their team? Are you? How are we setting expectations? Are we doing that from the very beginning? Like talk yeah. So uh, we do. It depends again on the tiers, right? Yeah. So the highest tier people who we're dealing with at like the highest level that's a fully done for you model right yeah, that's the highest tier that's like everything's done for you okay the uh, and that mean they just show up and provide content correct that, exactly yeah okay perfect. yeah and they fulfill obviously okay. like yeah, 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 if yeah. we bring them students they have to make now sure. now just so i'm clear because are they fulfilling the meaning they fulfill the offer but are you also building out the coaching like what i do i build out the whole coaching program but they gotta fulfill the coaching yeah program, meaning Somebody on your team over there is scheduling the calls with, we don't get so deep in the, that part. Or you also, I'm scheduling the coaching calls with the students, like building that entire- I, I help guide them, but okay, I'm not- let them do that. Part. Yeah, yeah. Or else, I, I feel like I was getting in the weeds if I do that much. Yeah, here's, it's just like, it's your product, it's your expertise. Like if yeah. you're selling like how to wholesale real estate, you better know like what they need to learn. Yeah. Like I'm, it's not my job to figure Got that out. You know yeah. what I mean? We sell so many different kinds of offers. Yeah. I can't know everything in every course and what they're supposed to teach. That's why they're yeah. the expert at the end of the day. But yeah, we do the marketing side, but like our lowest tier, like we have so many tiers. We probably have four tiers right now. Lowest tier is like only overseas work, like people in Europe, et cetera, lower retainer, one service at a time. Like we'll only do emails or we'll only do ads or we'll only do that. Middle tier is like all American talent, sometimes Middle East and Europe, but it's like our top talent but it's one service project. It's like, we only do YouTube ads. We only do email, same thing, right? And then our highest tier is like, like just back up, we got it. You yeah. know what I mean? We'll take care of everything, marketing, every funnel, every website. We'll even come up with offers, challenges. We'll start rolling them out ourselves. You just need to show up. Walk me through how y'all doing teamings. This is a meeting every week, just Internal? For, for my pod that I'm building. Yeah, so how are you communicating with them to make sure we're hitting KPIs that we're on top of our stuff? Good question. So I'll tell you, I, I hate meetings. Yeah, me too. I think meetings. Are, I think meetings are a massive waste of time most of the time. Um, so what we do is we basically uh, have a meeting every single morning for an hour, um, but it's cut short if we're done. Like at first, like my team used to always like go over or like squeeze every minute out of the entire hour. Now what I did was I basically put two meetings. One's thirty minutes, and another one's thirty minutes. And is the first one's like the meeting, and the second one's like the if we go over. We still have time on our calendar. Yeah. So it changed the mentality of like, oh, we have an hour. It's like we should be getting it done in 30 minutes. So I have one of those every morning. All the pods will run at the same time. So 
pod one, two, three, four, they're all meeting at the same time. And I can just jump in and out of all the meetings if I want to yeah. talk to someone. Um, but most of the times, dude, I, I like just Slack reports. Uh, at, on Monday and on Friday, my strategists will each give me a report of all the clients they have. Here's what's happening. Here's where we're spend is at for this week. Here's what we're expecting. Here's some challenges, et cetera. And then once a week for 90 minutes, I meet with all my strategists, the higher level guys, uh, all in one meeting. And we talk about all their clients so that strategists can contribute to other clients. So like, just cause mm, Neo's managing- That's fire. You know what I mean? Strategists, this is what's working on this side. Exactly. Me. Ooh, yeah. So it's like, dude, have you tried this? Oh, dude, I didn't think of that. And you start getting your smartest people thinking of each other's stuff, but they don't need to actively manage them, right? Cause it's just one meeting a week. So they're just bouncing ideas. It's essentially a mastermind once a week, 90 minutes. Uh, and it allows my guys to like cross help each other and dig through each other's problems instead of just focusing on their own stuff. So even though you're focused on your four or five clients, you might be stuck on one to two. Eddie might solve that problem and you might solve a problem for John because he's having this trouble and you've done a challenge before, you know exactly what he needs to do for that. So. Yo, bro, I don't know. This fire, I mean, this, this ain't fire. This is just regular stuff for you, but bro, this is the $100 million blueprint, bro. It's taking or, years, bro. Yeah, or yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Let's talk about some mistakes. What's some things that you know are going to come up that we should be looking to avoid or we're going to need some assistance with? Like, you know, like, bro, whether culture, just some things that you know, like, this is a headache in this agency world. What was some of those things we need to look for? Yeah. Um, Number one, um, people who like in the interview process always want to like early on pull things their way. So like, oh, can I work these hours instead of these hours? Could I do this instead of this? Could I, I, I the longer that list gets, the worse of a person that is because that's going to be someone who's like super independable across the board. Uh, that's number one. Number two, taking on shit clients just because they pay. Is, is probably the biggest mistake. Mm. That, that's definitely the biggest mistake I see agency owners make in general. Is like, listen to this episode. You probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300. I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do. I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. They'll take the dollar now, but sacrifice the headaches later for it. Yeah. Ooh. You know what I mean? We have, we have a metric in our company. Uh, a friend of mine, D-Dang, he runs um, like a 1.5. I don't know what they're at now, but like seven figures a month uh, agency in Australia. And uh, he said he called it headaches per dollar earned. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how we measure our company now. It's yeah. like how many headaches per dollar earned are we dealing with with this client? The more headaches per dollar earned, the less I want to talk to that client. The less headaches per dollar earned, the more I want to contribute to that client because they don't bring me a lot of stress. So a lot of times 
in the agency space because you have these people you're paying on payroll and then you have to always hire new people because like our cost is people at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like you're selling digital products. It's it's a lot easier to run a lean payroll. Whereas my my payroll is my product. You know what I mean? Your People pay me to access my payroll in a way. Yeah. Um, it's easy to take on shit clients and uh, just take it for the money. But you, you can't do that, dude. You got to take on quality people because the shit clients, what happens is they come, they pay you money. They're a headache 60, 90 days in. You don't even want to work with them anymore. They don't want to work with you anymore. It's this giant disaster. And what people don't think about is like, as business owners, we're like, oh, tough luck, whatever, new client, right? As employees, they're like, man, I put so much effort into this client, all this stuff. I put my heart into it and this dude just left. Now I have to like redo it all over again for this other guy. Yeah. So the longer that you're able to keep clients because they're better clients, the happier your team is and the better work they'll do overall. The more you churn clients, which is what most agencies do, they churn clients every few months, the harder it is for your team to be happy because at the end of the day, like these are people who, it's not their company at the end of the day, it's their job. And if their job is changing every 60 days, every 90 days, and they're just restarting essentially every 60 to 90 days, it feels like they're not progressing. Uh, and it starts really affecting your company culture and your team and how stressed they are and how they feel. So uh, those are definitely like, two of the biggest mistakes. And I'd say like early on, if you're starting an agency, like not you, you have deal flow, right? Like if you wanted to, you'd snap I your got fingers. a lot of options. That's why I'm trying to pick who I want to work with. Cause it's like, I don't want to take on Cause we don't have, we are bandwidth. Like we, 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 we only could work with a certain amount of people. Cause one, I, I'm a strategist on a lot of accounts. Yeah. So it's like, exactly, I only could yeah. do it for so many people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, this is how I look at it. I would rather have 10 clients who pay me 300 grand a month. Yeah. Every, like, that's $3 million a month. Yeah. Then have 100 clients who are paying me less than that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, like, so much to manage, and I would just rather have the 10 cream of the crop. And like you're saying, dude, at the end of the day, if you run an agency, you have to just accept that there's going to be churn. There's going to be clients leaving, no matter how good you do. Yeah. Dude, I, I have my team, like, posting, we took this guy's revenue from – a million a month to two million a month and he's firing us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you just got to accept that that's part why, of the why game. Why is he doing it? Um, dude, everyone has their own reason. Some people don't think that the results are real in a way. It's weird. They're like, oh, that's not coming from you. That's coming from someone else, even though we're tracking it yeah. and we're showing it's coming from here. Uh, some people get greedy. It's like, you know, if we're on a 30% profit share and I bring you an extra mil a month in profit every month, you're paying me 300 grand. Yeah. Some people start thinking, oh my gosh, why are we paying this person 300 grand? Let's build our own team, all this stuff. Yeah. And it's never the same. They just can't replicate it. But at the end of the day, it's like, we agreed to 30%. So like, do you want me to do worse and you pay me less? Or do you want me to make you way more money and you pay me more? It's like, yeah. as a business owner, you also have to make that decision. Like me personally, I'd rather give someone, like for me, if someone came in and was like, hey dude, I'll bring you an extra million dollars every month in profit, give me half. I'll be like, dude, Take the half before you even give me my half. Yeah. Like, I don't even care. Yeah. If you're going to bring it to it me, it makes sense. I'm not going to work on it. This is extra that you're bringing in. I'll take my 500. You take your 500. Totally cool. Yeah. This wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, but most it's people money don't you didn't have anyway. Unrealized gains or something. Like that's it. That. Yeah. You know what I mean? And most people don't think like that. So uh, that's a big reason we lose clients is like the bonuses get out of hand sometimes. Um, I remember like um, a CFO came into one of our clients, like brand new CFO. And he's like, who the f is Eddie? <laughs> yeah. so what the fuck did we pay 280k last month who the fuck is this guy it went off dude he got on a call with me he started drilling me i i got off the call i was like i went to the owner i was like listen dude like 
you need to set the expectations with this guy that we're on the same team before yeah. we even start. Like, yeah. he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what I do. Now, do that CFO. He's like, Eddie's a magician. Pay Eddie whatever Eddie, Eddie wants. Yeah. I don't care. what If it's Eddie, let him spend it on the card. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's cool to see the outlooks of different people and how it changes. But, yeah, you just got to be careful. You got to pick the right people. The best business owners are not greedy at the end of the day. The best business owners know that they can give some to get more. And um, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I focus on. So just don't take shit clients. Yeah. Um, and one, one thing I was going to tell you is like you have a deal flow. Other people starting out don't have a deal flow. Yeah. And what I see the biggest mistake people do is when they start an agency is two things. One, uh, they're super focused on like retainers, not profit shares. So it's harder to get those deals because like the business owner is taking full risk. Whereas if you don't take a retainer and you take a profit share, you're taking all the risk yourself, not the business owner. So like if I was to start again, I would handpick certain people and I would take a percent of more than what they're making. So if someone's making 100K a month, I take a percent of everything over that number. Yeah. It's an it's an easy sale. It's yeah. like, dude, Ooh, what are you gonna oh, lose? Yeah. I'm coming in and doing that. And number two, they don't they don't prioritize outreach and deal flow and conversations enough when they start. They just think, oh, I have an agency, like people should be coming to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not the case. When I first started, I was literally in my parents' basement. I was sending thousands of emails a week to businesses trying to convince them to work with me, even though I was way better than the shit that they were already doing. But I had to like grind and grind and send hundreds of emails a day just to be able to have like three, four, five conversations to try to close them to convince them to pay me measly like thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Whereas now I don't have to do anything. People come to me, they pay me twenty K plus thirty percent, and I'm telling them no. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you start out, you gotta like yeah. put in those reps, you gotta put in that outreach, you gotta get that money. Uh, and I think a lot of people just think it's gonna come easier than it is. And I think that's the biggest mistake I see new business owners in the agency space making. Yeah, powerful, powerful. Look, this is important for people listening. We yeah. just we just took a pause here. Yeah. And no one probably knows because yeah. the way this is edited. Yeah. But your next guest walk in and he's got two camera guys with him. Yeah. And he's filming content right out the gate. Yeah. You have six cameras here yeah. filming content. Yeah. You know me. I usually have my content yeah. guy with me. Today I just knew you guys would have cameras yeah. I don't need to bring him. Yeah. That's the most important part of this game, bro. Talk like, about it. There bro. was so much time being spent online yeah. and so many people competing for attention dude even i spend hours a day on social media sometimes dude yeah. like like the everyone is doing it at the end of the day and all these people are sitting here thinking like things are going to come easy they don't have to make content they don't have to put themselves out there like if you if you think you're ugly and you suck at talking just get better at talking and start on twitter because you only got to write you know then you start getting really good at that then you start getting better at talking start putting yourself out there on video uh but i see so many people just like Oh, oh, I'm not good at video or I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. Just making bullshit excuses for content. Yeah. At the end of the day, dude, like every single high level person that we talk to, that we're meeting with, these guys are shooting content. This guy didn't even walk in the door yet. Here's already got cameras on. You know what I mean? Going. Like, Same for you, bro. People got to get it, bro. People got to get it, bro. And that's, and that's every influencer need to have a full time content person. Oh, uh, two, bro. Yeah. Minimum. Two. Yeah. Like, and, and at least start with one. At yeah. least it's critical. This content is is serious. It's bro. everything, dude. It's yeah. it's it's viewership, it's followers, it's eyeballs. Yeah. And if you can turn that into money, which you should be able to, like, that is where Damn. it's all gonna come from. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, so you you said something that I don't want to miss. You talked about how not to lose people and different things like that. And and I don't know if that's the project manager, but is there a customer success person over like? 
just constantly checking in with that person or is that supposed to be the project manager? Yeah, so on a daily basis, it's a project manager. Okay, all right. But we have a head of client success okay. who's who oversees all project managers. Got it, perfect. So project managers meet with him. Not He's not related to their team. Yep. They meet with him. He's basically sending out surveys to the clients once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, net promoter score surveys is what they're called, MPS. Like one to 10, how would you rank this? One to 10, how would you rank this? Blah, blah, blah. And he's getting a gauge on everything. Uh, and he's basically running anonymous surveys to the clients. Since he doesn't talk to them every day, it's easier for a client to go and like complain to him if he asks what's what could be better. Yeah. Whereas if it's the people you talk to every day, it's sometimes it's hard to be like, here's where I think you suck. You know what I mean? But if it's someone else who's not related coming and talking to you as a client, you're like, well, I feel like we could be faster at editing videos. I feel like, you know, we could be better at writing the copy for the emails. He'll, they'll give you an honest list when it's someone else they're talking to, right? It's like the reason people go to like therapists or counselors, right? It's like, I don't want to tell my wife, I think she's fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if we're in a therapy session, I'm going to say I'm not attracted because, yeah. because I think you're fat. You know what I mean? Because you're talking to someone else. It feels a little easier when you're going indirect. So we have a head of client success whose job is to oversee that. He knows like which clients are like on the edge, which clients are having trouble communicating. He, he basically we have a ranking system for clients of like if they're DEFCON one, DEFCON yeah. two, DEFCON three, basically red, green, yellow, yeah. um, and basically wow. gauging where they're at and things like that, and doing our best to keep them in the green as much as possible because that's kind of what our job is at the end of the day. Let me ask you, it's powerful. Uh, CFO, CFO manages each account because we didn't mention that. Do is somebody over top of each, like accountant over each, to make sure that money right? Because yeah. Yeah. So our CFO has access to every one of our clients, Stripes, QuickBooks, everything. Bingo. And at the end of the day, dude, I, like I look at it as a partnership. Yeah. Like if we're in the business, <clears throat> I'm telling you things that you should be doing to make more profit at the end of the day. Like even like, hey, dude, look, I don't think Sally is really doing her job. You're paying her six G's a month. I'm telling you right now, she's not doing her job. Let's get rid of Sally. Like yeah. she's not on my payroll. She's on yours. It doesn't even affect my bonus. I don't even care. I'm just telling you right now, like based on this, based on what I'm seeing, based on what we're telling her to do, I know for sure she's not doing that. I'd rather go pay someone else five or six K a month to do this job. Yeah. Get rid of Sally. Like I'm, I'm helping them make these decisions. Uh, my CFO's in the books. He's picking up red flags. I mean, he'll be like, dude, uh, we shouldn't be spending this much money on this. We should be spending here. Here's our areas of opportunity. Uh, and basically by the 10th of the following month, he gives me essentially like a PNL of every client. Like last month we spent this much in ads. We made this much. Payroll went up, you know, 12K for this reason. We hired these three people on their team, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we basically bill. And then by the 15th of the following month, so that five-day window yeah. is when the clients basically wire us our bonuses. Side note, bro, you do this for agency owners. Is this a – you got a blueprint for this already? Like, because everything I'm asking, I would assume that you may – because <laughs> I know you do your annual event. Is there a, is this a, a – program or something that people plug into or you haven't created i have have like recordings and stuff i have have, uh basic programs but i'll tell you like my highest level shit is for people that make 100k a month or more because there's a lot of people out there who teach agencies yeah how to make 10k a month 25k a month they're everywhere at the end of the day there's you know there's a million guys i like to work with like really high level guys so like the minimum to be in my agency mastermind is 100k a month and i'll tell you we open it twice a year just to tell you like again back to my logic of like i only want the cream of the crop whether it's my clients whether it's people in my mastermind i open it twice a year 20 people twice a year that's it i don't let anyone more application process they give us access to their books we get into their business we we confirm they make 100k a month or more then we put them through like interviews and then we take the top 20 every time 
yeah. and we put them into that program. So that's like yeah. powerful. That's yeah. probably the the level that I'm actually delivering stuff. I give them like, I give them my P and L spreadsheets, all, all my templates. I give them all my contracts, all my SOPs, every checklist we have. So. I'll give you. Everything, yeah. right? I got Because as you said, I'm like I, I, I'm pretty sure Eddie might have everything we talked about, and I, I just really appreciate you giving me this game because. You know me, my biggest thing is I don't want to make the mistakes. Like I'm trying to figure out how to get there. I spent a lot of years in my life figuring it out on my own. And what happens is now when you get the coaches, get the professionals, you got to go undo a lot of the things you messed up doing. And it's so hard to do yeah. that. It's easier to just start, right? Bro, we build an eight-figure company without a lot of coaching. So now when we bring in different people, it's like, yo, this you got to improve a lot of these products. I'm like, we built this without, without. I'm like, I only can imagine with with the proper documentation, and the proper systems. If I would have had that when I started, how much further it would be? Yeah, dude. I, someone, uh, someone told me this. There's only two ways to buy back time. Yep. Or to buy time in general. One is to hire team members so that mm -hmm. they can take things off your plate. They can do the things that's you buying time. Number two is to pay someone who's already done it to shortcut that time that you have and. I'll tell you, dude, like that is most of my money is spent on team members and paying other people who are ahead of me to teach me or for me to get in their masterminds, get in the right rooms and network with people like you. Like that is yeah. my two biggest expenses. I'd say between both of those, probably spend like $10 million this year just between those two things. Crazy. Because time is that valuable. You know what I mean? I hope they catch that. Uh, I want you question. It's just a so for you. You're running the agency, but you could really just go do all of this for yourself and just blow your own self up. You ever thought about doing that or? Always. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I was always. curious because I'm like, <laughs> you literally got so much sauce. You could just go put it on yourself. Why Why haven't you? Um, Because the cool part about what I'm doing is I technically don't have to show up. Mm, you know what good. I mean? I love I, it. I technically, I, I could disappear this whole month and... I would still make all the money I'd make. I don't need to post a single piece of content uh, because my clients are, and I'm focused on their offers. So if my team can get my clients to do the stuff that we need to to make money, I, I don't need to do anything. And so I'm, I'm trying to build the business that doesn't require me, even though now it requires me and like I get a lot of inspiration out of it. I'm motivated to do it. I'm motivated to create all this content and stuff. If I could build one that doesn't need that to make me money, that's kind of where I'm focused on at the end of the day. And um I'd rather take 30% of everyone's stuff than 100% of my own. That's the reality. So like, mm. that's that's really what it is. And if I want to do things like, you know, my agency mastermind, for example, I'll do it for fun. Like, I'll, I'll charge people 30k to get in. I'll take 20 twice a year. You know, what does that up to? That's uh, yeah, 1.2 mil. Yeah. If I do it twice a year, like that's just like side money that uh that's like me doing stuff for myself but it's because i get fulfillment it's not because the money yeah you know what i mean it's like just because i really like talking to these guys because they're higher level dudes who yeah. if i tell them one piece of game they'll go make another hundred grand yeah easy you don't make I mean? your money right back that's it so i mean just on a higher structure alone when we implement this properly it's game over i know we can sustain two pods 10 clients that's all you need dude that 10 good clients each one paying you a few hundred grand a month and then we're running lean, bro. Yeah. That's what I want. I want to run a lean machine, bro. And I'm I'm happy you said that. And you talked about letting go, letting go people, right? How important is that in this? Are are you like, oh, maybe they'll get it right, like, or are you dropping the hammer if they don't? How long uh, are you giving somebody the opportunity to? Yeah. Fix? So I used to give them way too long. Got it. Like that was that was probably one of the biggest mistakes 
Uh, I guess I'll add that to the list of mistakes you're asking me. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes is like, I, I got too soft of a heart, dude. And I always think like, oh, he'll, he'll get better this time or he'll, he'll, he'll understand now he'll be better. Uh, but the fact is that that really is not the case. So now we have a write-up system. It's like a strike system. So like, we'll write you up, we'll give you a plan, performance improvement plan for 60 days, 90 days, 30 days, whatever it is based on what you did to make sure that this doesn't happen again. If it was a serious problem, if it wasn't, normal verbal warnings but if it's a serious mistake we'll do a write-up we'll make them sign it uh and i'll tell you dude it's crazy how humans work but when you write someone up and you make them sign it they straighten out dude they straight they're like Whoa. they're like the best they've ever been in the entire company even though they've been there for years after a write-up it's crazy but i could sit there and have the same conversation seven eight times with the same person same mistake will happen i write them up mm. straight right away and uh and if they don't then that's a second write-up and we have the ability to fire you at that point so like i don't mess around anymore i don't take as much time as i used to um i still have a soft spot for everyone on my team uh but what i realized was those people that weren't good that i was being soft for and giving them too much time the longer i left them the shorter the time got that the people i wanted to stay would stay with me because they were affecting their work environment. And so these guys that I really wanted shortened their time that they had with me because this person I kept for too long. Mm. You know what I mean? The toxic person was now affecting them. And so now they didn't want to work here anymore. Yeah. And so they started looking elsewhere and then it created way more problems. So now and eight players want to work with eight players. That's it, dude. You're not trying to pick up your slack because you a C player. And the more C players you have on your team, if you're an A player, the more you hate your job. It's like, dude, I'm doing neo's job every time yeah. like i don't want to do neo's job i want neo to do his job yeah. you know what i mean so cut you got to cut the fat quick man that's that's how i look at it yeah all right we're about to wrap i, I guess man this has just been a, a true agency blueprint and i know you probably like bro i want to talk about marketing and all the stuff <laughs> you nerd out on because you are the presentation you gave at the mastermind bro on just the webinars and all of that it was like it was like and I've been doing them for a while. I told my team, yo, go watch what Eddie said. Go implement anything that we're missing from this. I appreciate it. What's some things you see right now that people should be focusing on marketing-wise that's working right now in times? Any Anything that you just want to be like, yo, this, this is working well. I mean, dude, webinars are killing it right now more than I've seen the last few years. Um, and uh, the key, which is what we, you and I were talking before, all my clients that do the best, they'll shoot. They'll do the webinar. They'll spend hundreds of thousands a week for the webinar. Uh, and then on the back end, after people buy, they'll go and sell them into higher level masterminds, higher level coaching, et cetera. Uh, and just finding a way, whatever it is that you sell, to spend money to acquire customers, even if you're just breaking even, if you're barely profiting. Uh, but having something after that where you can sell them and get them to buy more from you. And that's 100% net profit yeah. uh, because you've already spent all your costs on the front end. That's, that's where the game's going right now in the info space. Yeah. Uh, that's where I'm focused on is how many of these offers can I scale at the same time. Uh, and even to the point, like, you know, I'm only the marketing team. Um, but the last 60 days quietly, I've been basically building a entire sales organization inside of my company yeah. for other people's offers. Cause like I'll give them to the sales guys and most of these guys, I don't know if you're doing this, but like they'll contract out sales companies. Yeah. Uh, and then the sales companies will do it. And then the sales companies will be like, the leads are shit. And then whenever the account's doing well, they move the best salesperson to like a different account to help. Mm -hmm. And then that account goes down again. So I'm like, dude, if I'm already doing the marketing, if I'm already getting my percent of profit share, I'm just gonna build a sales team in house. So uh, I've spent the last six days building my own sales team. Now I'm doing sales for their offers because I understand 
I can only sell so much with a webinar. I can only do two, $3 million a month on a webinar, but I can do another two to three selling to people who bought from the webinar on the back end through a sales team. Uh, and that's all net profit because I've already spent all my costs. What's the formula to selling to people in the back end? Is it they buy on a webinar? Are you selling them that very next day, week? Tell me just. Yeah, I've seen it done two ways. Um, so one is like when you book, you basically are forced to schedule an onboarding call. If you don't, you don't get access to coaching. Yeah. So then you book the onboarding call, you get on. Uh, there's two ways to do that. Either it's a group onboarding call and then you push people to like one-on-one calls or it is a one-on-one call from the get-go and then that person's getting on the call, understanding your goals and trying to fit you with a higher ticket item that gives you more coaching and more attention to get you there faster. Uh, or wow. two, uh, your friend does this, Josh, um, but basically you can like put someone in like an entire week give them much more intention and value than they normally get. And then on mm -hmm. Friday, you basically pitch them on like yeah. a higher ticket program, but one-on-one -on -one to get details. And then they book those calls yeah. to get that level of attention that they got. And that's powerful, bro. Yeah, I helped create that one week thing. I was yeah. like, when I came back in the webinar, I put that thing, I'm like, yo, this, it works. It works. You just gotta have a team to manage that Exactly, you gotta make sure it's an excellent week one. It, excellent, and if the team ain't managing it right, it, it it doesn't matter facts but um we did it it was working and then some team members dropped the ball on it so yeah you gotta make sure the team is on top yeah definitely higher risk but bigger reward yeah easiest thing to do is just book them right when they buy on the webinar that the checkout page the thank you page needs to be the booking link yeah and they can't get access to the coaching unless they book that one-on-one -on -one call bro this has been pure gold bro i appreciate, I appreciate we, we'll bro. come back and do a marketing segment man Eddie, but thank you for coming on, bro. I really appreciate you. Just amazing dude, man. Anytime I reach out, it's nothing but love and always just value add. Like everything you talk about is just how you can continue to get more people value. I appreciate so it. Just let people know, bro, how they could tap in with you, how they could get connected with you. Uh, best way is just on Instagram, Eddie Maloof. I'm sure my name's on the podcast. Spelled yeah. exactly the way it is. The only one with the blue check. Yeah. Don't send no crypto to them other guys, please. Send them to me. <laughs> and guys, for media, check the brand out. And man, listen, I don't know what me and Eddie going to do, but we're putting something together for y'all that I believe is going to be super impactful for those really looking to get to the next level. So you guys will hear more about that at some point in time. But I want to say thank y'all for tuning in. This episode, I ain't gonna lie, but this has been one of my favorites. So I hope you take, take a lot of information out of this, apply it to your business. I wanna say this, cause this is important. I know you guys are consuming our pot. Let me let you know, none of this will work unless you do. So please, you know, this man gets paid millions and billions and millions of dollars a month to do these things that he came on here and gave for free. So please add this to your business and we know it will blow up. So we'll see you on the next episode. Let's get it. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in this episode. I hope you're getting extreme amount of value. I want you to go ahead and comment below, share with me your biggest takeaway. In addition to that, my number one goal is for me to be able to grow all of my social platforms so I can give you info, insight, strategy, and game from every platform there is. So take a minute to follow me on Instagram, at NeoDeviso, same exact name on Twitter, same exact name on TikTok, and follow me on LinkedIn, at Nehemiah Davis. I would love for you to be able to be tuned into my articles and everything that I drop relating to helping you get to that next level in your life. Tune in.